Well, hello. We have to do that. If the show's called Two Jews Hanging Out on Christmas, I have to do Hello, you're looking nice. Welcome to another edition of Sports with Friends. This is episode 383. So I can promise you one thing that's coming in 2023, the big episode 400. And oh my God, now I'm going to stress about that because I don't know what we have planned for 400. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, we have a bit of a tradition. Uh, this episode is coming out the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, but five years ago, uh, the show used to come out on Tuesdays. And on that particular Tuesday, uh, five years ago, uh, I didn't think we needed to release Sports with Friends simply because it was Christmas Day. And I got a call from the uh, the amazing and talented Chris from Underdog Podcast Network. Uh, on about six o'clock on Christmas Eve. And he said, uh, by the way, you know, you have sponsors for this week. You have to do an episode. And I said, yeah, but it's Christmas. Like, who's going to listen to a podcast on Christmas? And he said, well, in your contract, the non-publishing of an episode could actually void the deal. So even though you've done six weeks of this commercial, uh, they don't have to pay you. I said, oh, crap. He said, what do you do? And then I said, I will call every Jewish person I know and see who's not busy on Christmas Day. And my friend, the great Scott Seidenberg, he was then at NBC Sports Radio. He has been, well, we'll get into his whole background in just a moment. But for the finishing of the story, I said, what are you doing on Christmas Day? He said, aptly, nothing, Chinese food. And I said, can you talk sports with me for, you know, 30 minutes or so? And he uh, said, yes. And I didn't know what to call it because why was I having Scott on? It was literally just to pay a bill. And so I called it two Jews hanging out on Christmas Day. And five years ago, that episode was the highest amount of downloads for like the previous three months. Three months that included uh, Martin Brodeur and Ken Griffey Jr. on the podcast. Scott's Two Jews Hanging Out on Christmas Day got more listeners. So the next year, we moved the show to Wednesdays, which is when it comes out now. And on Wednesday, uh, it was again going to fall on Christmas Day. And I said, well, we got to go double or nothing. And Scott agreed, and we did it, and we did it again. Two Jews Hanging Out on Christmas Day. We have decided that the week of Christmas, for as long as this podcast exists, we want to do two Jews hanging out on Christmas. We don't say it's Christmas Day because the podcast doesn't come out always on Christmas Day uh, anymore. I guess in a couple of years it will uh, when, when, when the cycle goes around. But this is a normal episode of Sports with Friends. We are still going to talk about football. Uh, and get the latest odds on some big matchups. You know, on this podcast, we have neglected the bowl games. And with the college football playoff, this was a good opportunity to check the latest odds at BovadaSportsBook.com with the head odds maker, Patrick Morrow. We will do that in just a couple of moments. But after that story, I, I guess I have to tell that story every time because people come to the podcast and leave the podcast and maybe they hadn't heard it uh, in a couple of years. But my friend, Scott Seidenberg, is back with us for a fifth Two Jews Hanging on Christmas Day. 
How about that? Welcome back to the show. It's like our year in review. It's a chance for you and I to break bread. I love doing this. I love that it exists. I love the <laughs> accident that this happened. But listen, no matter what, and I think you've had 17 jobs in the five years. <laughs> so first of all, welcome. And second of all, tell us what what the hell you do now. Well, first of all, I always say yes to doing this podcast because it's just an opportunity for you and I to hang out for a little bit. So that's, you know, we don't see each other anymore, but this is a good time to, you know, look at each other on video and talk. And and sometimes we get lost in conversation, which is the best parts of the podcast anyway. Second thing to steal a line from Ken Griffey Jr. Seth Everett, I effing made you. So... That's, that's another reason why I feel compelled to say yes <laughs> to do this podcast. That's right. You uh that that's how we met. Uh we we met in 2009. So that's uh 6 years before we started Sports with Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh we were both working at ESPN. You were producing a show that I did and you and I just clicked. Like we yeah. we clicked instantly. Like two uh, that Jews doesn't on always Christmas happen with a producer. <laughs> like like you don't always know the producer like, you know, you can have a, a good working relationship, but you and I just hit it off like instantly. You were from my hometown. Like we, you were a lot younger than me, but you were wise beyond your years, I guess. <laughs> uh, or, or either that or I was very immature. But the, either way, you and I like just we just clicked. Yes, it's, it's a little of both your immaturity and my wisdom. <laughs> uh, so you asked, what am I doing now? Well, yes. now uh, I have fully embraced the uh, sports betting culture. Uh, I live here in Las Vegas and I work for pregame.com, which is uh, RJ Bell's website. And uh, I host a daily podcast called Straight Out of Vegas AM, which nice. you can find wherever you get your podcasts. If you're from. listening to this, you can find that. Actually, promise, pause this, go listen to that. And then yeah, yeah. I promise you, if you love just sports in general and sports betting, because what we like to say, it's, it's your, uh, I say this at the beginning of every episode. It's a daily conversation with a sports betting lean. So mm-hmm. it's not, we're not just going to bog you down with numbers and stats and whatnot. We're talking about the, the head store, the headlines every day, the, the major stories of the day. If, you know, if there was a, a Monday night football game last night, we're talking about it on Tuesday morning, but then we're also going to say, okay, now that we saw that game, what do we know about these teams and what can we do with this information moving forward? And uh, we got some basketball or hockey games tonight. Who do we like, you know, against the numbers and things like that. So it's not just all sports betting. It's a sports conversation with a Las Vegas lean. Let's do this while we get comfortable. Uh, why don't we take a quick listen? This is Scott and RJ Bell on straight out of Vegas AM. Do you think there's anything to the narrative here? Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick. Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick. There's certainly now, especially with everything that you've mentioned about the way Zach Wilson played last year and the way that he looked this year, there's a lot of people that believe, well, if the Jets just didn't win that game against the Rams two years ago, they would have had the number one overall pick, and they should have had Trevor Lawrence, and they would be better off right now. Like, if you put Trevor Lawrence on the Jets right now, there's no doubt in my mind that they're a playoff team. Oh, I mean, the question is, though— They could still be a playoff team with Zach Wilson, but with Trevor Lawrence, I don't think it's a discussion. How often do you have a team that doesn't have a quarterback, and they do everything to compensate for it, 
and you think to yourself, the Browns were like this. I mean, the reason they, I think they made the Watson deal was they thought we have one of the top five non-quarterback rosters in the league. Correct. Bring us a top five quarterback. We're the best team in the league. This is what Denver thought as well. And it seems like there's an inverse correlation to some degree. The attention you spend, like, like Peyton Manning's probably the best, in my opinion, the best regular season quarterback of this century for sure. Better than Tom Brady. I wouldn't argue. And... He used to come out with a red pen, just telling them what to run, how much time to defend. You know, Tony Dungy's in the Hall of Fame. I don't get it. Right? I, I like. I actually like him on air because he's soft spoken. He's done it. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame coach. Maybe, maybe Payne. Well, his he, thing is. I mean, pretty much the Tampa two was him. You know, yeah, so he, but, but listen, Dick LeBeau invented. I mean, a lot of people. Sure, I guess sure, Dick LeBeau sure. is in the Hall of Fame, but he as a player. But uh, not getting off track. Yeah. The point I'm saying is that it never seems to work like that. Like with Brady, it's revisionist history. Mackenzie and I have a stat we bring up once or twice a year. First team Pro Bowl. Now that is not the um oh, wait. First all team pro. all pro, yeah. not the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. and, and you know Andy Dalton and Mac Jones. <laughs> and you made a point on the podcast for the pick show. You made the point that, hey, that's not without a game now. We won't have that. You won't have replacements, yeah. Yeah. But to me, the all pro is the most pristine thing you can get. Yes. And how many number ones did Peyton Manning have? How many number ones did the GOAT yeah. have? Now, these are regular season awards. Mm-hmm. I got the number in the back of my head. I think it's like eight to three. Mackenzie, you want to verify that? Seven to three. Seven to three. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. More than double. Yeah. Take the GOAT, double him. There's three years he was the best quarterback in the game. And there was seven that it was Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. But somehow Brady was able to be the best quarterback who had a full team behind him. Yeah. And that isn't just Belichick. It's the mentality. Mm-hmm. It was Brady would get yelled at. In the film room, they said, as much as anyone. And to me, where else is that the case? Is that the case with Aaron Rodgers? Is that the case? Maybe Drew Brees a little bit, you know? But Sean Payton seems like a pretty hardcore coach, but doesn't take it out on the players. I I don't know. I don't play. But don't you think generally when you have a good quarterback, they run the franchise, and it never seems to work out the way it should? Very nice, very nice. See now, now people are literally going to say, "Well, forget listening to this. I'll listen to that podcast." You have to realize podcasts don't compete against each other. You can listen to this one, that one, the other. I recommend Absolutely. podcasts all the time. <laughs> there's, tw- there's 24 hours in a day. That's plenty of podcasts to listen to. That's right. That's right. I, actually, that's how I measure my road trips, whether it's 20 minutes or four hours. Because I, you know, I go up to Syracuse a bunch. Like, what can I listen to? It. I plan it out. Yeah. I plan it out. I say I want to listen to X first, then this one, then this one, and they go right to. And I, what I never find myself doing anymore, I don't check the time. I mm. get lost in the podcast I'm listening to. Yeah, and uh, if they're good, they hold your attention. Um, if they're not, they just they're they're exactly what you're listening to now. Yeah, I, I did it. Uh, <laughs> I had a I had a four hour drive, four and a half hour drive to to Phoenix recently. And uh, I, I remember saying, oh, this is awesome. I could listen to one episode of Howard Stern, yep. one episode of Sports with Friends, one episode of The Hall of Justice. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and, and next thing you know, right. I'm there. More of two Jews hanging on Christmas. And then we bring in one Gentile. 
College football is getting ready with their championship week. All the bowl games, some have gone on. And, of course, the college football playoff. Let's bring the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow. And, Patrick, first of all, the bowl games don't have the same weight that they used to with the college football playoff. So many players are opting not to play in this. Still, there are some great matchups, starting with the uh, Superdome, the Sugar Bowl, uh, number five, Alabama, taking on number nine, Kansas State. No playoff implications, but how big is it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's Alabama. Uh, it helps that Bryce Young uh, decide that he's actually going to play in this game, uh, foregoing the trend of a, a lot of players that have the NFL in their sights. Uh, he said he wants to finish with his team, and that matters, but it also matters to us because we, you know, we monitor when these players drop. And if it's a starting QB dropping for a team like Alabama, that would be a massive change in the point spread for this one. Uh, what we have seen, what is curious about bowl season is these games are priced and up for a very long time relative to regular season. So you see a lot more line movement. Alabama did open as a five and a half point favorite. They are currently a six and a half point favorite at Bavada. They're seeing about 80% of all bets on them. It's not the college football playoff. It's not where Alabama wanted to be, but uh, the Sugar Bowl still matters. Alabama still tracks eyes. Good deal of betting handle on this one, Seth. All right, before we get to the college football playoff, let's touch on the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Uh, this time it's Penn State up against Utah. And again, these are two programs that want to be in that college football playoff and aren't. No, and you know what? Shortly, uh, these are two teams based on their rankings at the end of the year. Uh, they will be in that college football playoff. They won't be uh, when it's four teams, but uh, these are a couple teams that will be knocking on the door. I mean, I think if you're Utah, I think if you're Penn State, uh, yeah, you wish you were part of those four teams, but... Uh, Penn State, listen, you're in a conference with Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, if you told, I think, most Penn State fans that you were playing in the Rose Bowl, they'd still be pretty happy. I know some friends of mine are Penn State fans. They are going to be traveling to that game. Wouldn't blame them trying to get out of the Midwest right now with the weather we've been having. Looking at the game itself, a uh, pretty tight one here, Seth. Utah is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Bavada right now. Betting is about 50-50 so far. Over-under is sitting at 52-and-a-half right now. Now let's get to the college football playoff games. Both these games are going to take place on New Year's Eve, uh, not New Year's Day. It starts off in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, number two, Michigan, playing number three, TCU. Uh, Michigan, a heavy favorite in this one? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Michigan really, really lucked out, Seth, with uh, how the college football playoff broke for them. I mean, if we were just to purely rate these four teams that made it to the college football playoff, we would have Georgia as one. We would have Ohio State as two. Even though they lost to Michigan in that game, we would still have Ohio State as a slight favorite on a neutral field. And TCU uh, is unfortunately the worst of the bunch. Uh, listen, nice year for TCU. Only one loss, and it came in their college football. Uh, it came in their conference championship game, pardon me. So uh, a little bit of a break for Michigan in this one that they didn't get Ohio State again, that they didn't get Georgia. And as a result, they are a seven and a half point favorite at Bavada. Uh, betting action is pretty 50-50 split on this one. Over-under is sitting at 58 and a half. A little bit of love for TCU on the money line, though. And then the game after it, this will be right in the middle of New Year's Eve. It just seems like such a bad TV night to do this game. Uh, Georgia taking on Ohio State in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen, for a lot of people, they might consider this the championship game in, in terms of uh, how good these two teams are. And... Again, re really unfortunate for Georgia that they played uh, perfect football all season, uh, no blemishes on their record, and really, you know, Michigan, good year as well, but Georgia had to be a consensus number one and be that the entire season is really quite the accomplishment. Unfortunately, they are in tough against Ohio State in this one, which 
you know, has shown themselves to be a bit inconsistent, but when they are hot, they are one of the most dangerous offenses in the country. Having said all of that, Georgia does boast uh, the best defense in the country, so it's a real rock versus a movable force here. Uh, Georgia comes into this one set as a seven-point favorite. Uh, Over-under is sitting at 62, and an interesting split in the action. Uh, we're seeing more money on Ohio State on the money line, but more money on Georgia at that minus seven uh, point spread at Bavada right now. Uh, should be a great one, and look, we're going to be staying up late that night anyway, so what a good game to take us into 2023. Uh, speak for yourself. Patrick, thanks so much for all that you've done for the podcast, and I love hosting the Bavada at Odds podcast with you as well. Uh, my best happy holidays to you and your family, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show in 2023. Thank you so much, Seth. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. Uh, we're just getting better and better. And hey, th this year I got to uh, you know drop in on the two Jews and a Gentile show this year. So that that's going to be my 2022 highlight. Now back to our conversation with Scott Seidenberg, two Jews hanging out on Christmas. One guy asked me on social media, we just released a, a podcast, this guy on social media. So we had Scott Hansen, the host of the Red Zone. Red Zone channel, yeah. yeah Seven hours of commercial free football. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you should have gotten him to do a read for you that says, that says, you know, um, in, in, in a, one hour of commercial free <laughs> podcasts starts now. With commercials. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like You, sh yeah. you should have gotten him to say something. He, he he was great. He was great. Turns out he was a senior um, when I was a freshman. Uh, but anyway, so so a guy on, on Facebook, I think it was, um, said to me, uh, did you ask him about how he doesn't go to the bathroom for seven hours? <laughs> but here was my answer. I said, he does. First of all, why would I? Why would I answer that? I said, did you listen to the podcast? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Like the point of promoting the podcast on social media is so people listen to it. You should have sent you should have sent that guy a link to the podcast that you did with Andrew Siciliano a couple of years that's right. ago. That that's you, right. You asked him the same thing. Well, yeah. that was the thing. I am team uh, Siciliano and the first ever road zone I saw. And I told Scott this, um, you know, uh, Andrew uh, and I graduated together. Uh, and that's when Scott realized that, that he was a senior when we were a freshman. There's almost a, th a thousand percent chance that he uh, addressed us when we were coming to WAR. Like wow. I, the guy who was the sports director was Dave Pash. Uh, Dave Pash was our guy. Dave Pash was the guy who basically bullied me into joining WAR. He's like, nobody comes out of Syracuse and does anything in broadcasting unless you go to WAR. Like, <laughs> okay, we did. And we did, but Scott was there. And uh, it, it's just, I'm, I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for his career. The difference in this situation, and, you know, for those of you who have asked me on social media, I do have to say, I can't put Andrew on right now with everything that's going on with YouTube and everything that's being discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I wouldn't do that to him. Um, he's my friend. I have talked to him. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to reveal the private conversations that we're having, but there's a very good chance he'll be back on the podcast in 2023 when there's something he can say. It doesn't make sense for YouTube to make its own red zone channel. It doesn't, are, it doesn't, are, it doesn't make no, sense. I, I don't think they will because they already have the NFL red zone channel. Correct. Yeah. And the, the, what the NFL has done in the last three years is fully embrace streaming. So what I told Hanson and I told the audience, I was an Andrew Siciliano person and then towards the end, when I didn't get Sunday ticket anymore, I would watch the first two weeks of Andrew because you get the free. Yeah, because yeah. you get the free red zone. And 
but then I had left it for a while. And after 2020, when I covered the Jets um, for Sports Illustrated, um, in 2021, I didn't have anything. And Hulu announced a contract with Red Zone and NFL Network. And I should note, because I, I say this all the time on the show, MLB Network, NBA TV, and NHL Network, you cannot find them without cable. I, it's, NFL it's, Network it's, yeah. is everywhere. Yeah, so I have, I have YouTube TV. That's what I stream, and it's only because Hulu doesn't have the red zone anymore. YouTube now does. No, so, that's not true. Oh, you, Hulu, you can get the sports that, package? That's, that, that's the whole point of what I'm saying is okay. in 2021 – hold on, let me clean that up. So in 2021, Hulu announced that they were airing the NFL Network and the Red Zone. And I think okay. it, was, it was $10. And it's the best $10 I've seen. Yeah, you get the, the sports add-on. So I do the same thing with, with YouTube TV. And, right. and I have I have the Red Zone channel and whatnot. But I can't watch NHL Network. And as a hockey handicapper, which you know, for, hey, audience, how you doing? I, I handicap hockey. Go to pregame.com. That's all I'm about is the NHL. Uh, I, I can't watch NHL network games and I try and I try and, and, and no, I never. look at all you're the never. streaming options, nothing. So when like my Rangers play your devils and the game is on a Monday at 7 PM and it's on the NHL network, I can't watch it. Yeah. Can't watch it. Well, the two, you know, I mean, and that, that's a major part of it. And that, you know, that's one of my favorite topics. Uh, the, the whole thing with streaming, I'm actually planning a sports media uh, episode next week. Uh, the first episode of 2023 is going to be about sports media. I don't want to tease who we're having on because he hasn't confirmed yet. And I have you know, suggestions. If I, if, I, if I say who it's going to be, then uh, then it doesn't sound, you know, and he doesn't come on. Then, you know, I'm a, I'm a big phony. Um, that's like when we on the Hall of Justice, we planned our tribute to Kevin Conroy. And it took about two weeks to put together. So when I did a podcast with someone else, Somebody, somebody said, well, you said it was going to be Kevin Conroy. I, yep. I said, I'm a big phony. <laughs> um, can, we, can we talk about your devils for a second? Sure. Are you concerned that the way that they played to start the year was not sustainable? And what we're seeing now from the devils, which is they've lost six of their last seven games. This is more indicative of what's to come for the rest of the season. Well, no, I, what I think is uh, they took their foot off the gas. And if you look at the five, I think I, I want to say of, of the six losses, I think two of them were clunkers. Um, mm -hmm. The other four, they played well. They just didn't convert. And that'll happen. You know, and that'll happen over the course of a season. It just so happened that they had those two clunkers. Um, yeah. we, we I saw the two games against Florida and I was at the game against Florida that, that they lost. Um and they their intensity was just like it had been during the 13 game win streak. Sure. Um they're so young that I think they don't know how to sustain uh that kind of intensity for 82 games and there's going to be hiccups. What I what I my concern about the Devils has always been and still is their goaltending. Um I'm just not a believer. And okay. uh I you know that was the one thing during the offseason that I thought they needed to to address. They didn't. They got uh, Vitek Vanacek, who's been great. Yeah. But you're starting to see now he's come down to earth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this Mackenzie Blackwood, um, I think he's, uh, you know, a house of cards. I, I, I really do. I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, believer. Um, but I will say that I think all they have to do is go 500 and they finish with a hundred points. Yeah. So they're going to the playoffs. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I, and, what and I when hope... they, and when, and when they get to the playoffs, the young legs, you hope will, right. You right. know, have more energy than the team that they play against. I am very big, and I've more so this year than any other year because I'm, you know, doing it professionally. Uh, I have really embraced hockey analytics. And for the first, you know, month and a half, two months of the season, the Devils were an analytical darling. Like, by all metrics, the greatest team in hockey. You told me that off air. It's, it's great. And through their play the past, you know, couple of weeks, They've dropped off. They're still amongst the tops in the NHL, but they're no longer, you know, the number one team in every analytical category. They've dropped off a bit. Uh, but if you still look at the advanced numbers, they are very, they are extremely talented and should be able to win a ton of games. Well, I just, you know, the, the thing about the Devils that I, I've said, you know, I'm a fan since literally minute one. Uh, the Devils, uh, moved from Colorado in 1982 uh, the same day uh, that uh, I did. I moved from Brooklyn to New Jersey. Um, and, um, you know, I voted for the team name. I was eight years old. I yeah, voted what, for the, the, the New name. Jersey Rockies doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, the, the other uh, candidates were the Americans and uh, the Meadowlanders. And there was like some brutal names. And so Devils were the easy one. But my father, who uh, I lost this year, um, my father uh, lied to me and told me how close the vote was. So like for two years, I really thought I named them. Like I thought I was the mastermind behind the name. That your your, sub, your submission to the, to the, to the, the deciding uh, vote. Yeah. yeah. Your submission to the star ledger or whatever newspaper you wrote into was the reason why they, they, <laughs> they named it the devils. It's, so, it, it, it's too funny. And, <laughs> and you know what I, what I like now, um, you know, the arena is buzzing. Uh, it's yeah. just, it, it's, it's fun. Um, I just, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but now my, uh, my kids are into it. Um, we had my 11 year old's uh, birthday party. She got to bring five friends and we went to a game and uh, that we, we went and like, that's what she wanted to do for her birthday. It's great. Um, my 14 year old, she watches every game she knows. And what I've noticed, and uh, you know, there'll be somebody on Twitter that tells me that, uh, the podcast sounds uh, like I like I've been doing this. Um, if I'm not done with my work and the devils are playing at seven o'clock, for example, I will stop what I'm doing and I will go to the other room and I will watch the game with her. I might work during the intermissions. Yeah, you know, we we have a kind of a rule that we don't watch pregames and we don't watch intermissions. Um, and you know that's our time to do whatever we're going to do. You know she'll spend the 15 minutes on TikTok, uh, but the reality of it is is that I will not take I will not take for granted uh, that time with her and um, you know she's 14 so I don't have that many more years before she's off doing her thing I think that I've in part you know uh, she, she has embraced her sports fandom uh, she loves the devils and she loves uh, tennis ironically she watches wow like all the random tennis tournaments. Um, she, she's very into it. And I, you know, the fact that she wants to watch it with me 
it, I will never ever trade that, uh, you know, away. I, I didn't have that with my dad. I, you know, my dad was a sports fan, but he wasn't like a big sports fan. Yeah. And the fact that this team that I've loved for 40 years, like literally for all 40 of their years, I've loved this team. And uh, the fact that she wants to watch them, she follows them all on Instagram. <laughs> I think it's hysteric. So she'll come home from school. She's a freshman in high school. She'll come home from school and say, did you see see what Sharon Govich did? <laughs> oh, Yegor. <laughs> like, how great is that? Yeah, and, and yeah. Just, uh, it, it's just, it's such a, it's such a wonderful, wonderful uh, you, feeling. What's your thoughts on the reverse retro this year with the oh. uh, Colorado, oh. you, the old Colorado colors with the devil's logo? <laughs> you mean this? I mean that, yes, the old Colorado colors, but the I'm devil's jersey. Oh, yeah. This is so effing sweet. All the reverse retros are great this year. Do you remember we did a whole podcast on this? Do you remember the first iteration of the reverse retros? Yes. And my big argument, because the Colorado Avalanche used the Nordiques logo yeah. and the uh, the um, Hurricanes used the Whalers logo, and they were like, oh, this is a great homage. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a slap in the face to the cities that lost those teams. Yeah. And and this year, what they did was take the colors from your old schemes. Yeah. But keep your current logo. Which I, yeah, uh, I, I love like all it. the reverse retros. The Islanders, they brought back the fishermen. Yes, but they kept the, no teal, though. No teal. <laughs> no, it's it, but it, that's a thing. It's that's why it's called reverse retro. It's yeah. not, we're not just wearing retro uniforms. Yes. The one other aspect of that. Um, that I think for fans, and you, you'll laugh at this, is the uh, EA Sports NHL game. Yep, has all the old jerseys. Yeah, so you can play the uh, Colorado Avalanche versus the New Jersey Devils. You could be the Rockies against the Nordiques. Yes, like you could do because you're not offending a city. It's in your house. It's, it's yeah. in the privacy yeah. of your own home. I like it. Yeah, the, I don't. I don't like the Rangers one this year because they just really just they took the Lady Liberty jersey and they just made it the current Rangers blue color instead of the dark blue, which was the Lady Liberty jerseys that they did. So um, I would have been happier. Maybe they did like a white version, you know, like the one that Gretzky wore a couple of times. So that would have been uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would have been all right. Um, But no, there's a couple of really, really great ones out there uh, of the reverse retros. Yeah, they're 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 pretty sweet. Now, to that end. You have to explain some things with the NBA to me. Um, number the NBA one, didn't start yet. It's not Christmas yet. <laughs> the NBA, uh, first of all, they don't have any kind of rhyme or reason to why they have certain uniforms and what they're doing, and they switch for no reason, and yeah. everybody makes it. Like, could you have some kind of uniformity with your uniforms? No. Nah, it's it's all about just selling jerseys. Nike comes out with the, the City Connect jerseys. Uh, every single year now, which is just a, an alternate lie, though, uniform. The, the Nets, uh, red, white, and blue. That looks pretty sweet. With the stars the on the New side? Jersey, yeah. The, the old yeah, New Jersey course. Nets. The ABA style. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Other than that, it, it's just some of them are nonsense. You know, everybody says that's the ABA style. It's also the 80s when I actually liked the New Jersey Nets, when they had Buck Williams and Mike Jaminski and Otis Birdsong. When, it was, called Brendan, used to do their when it was called Brendan Byrne Arena. That's right. Oh, that's a crazy story I have to tell you. One of the New Jersey publications uh, wrote this article. I was dumbfounded. So MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. is in the Meadowlands. 
right? It's, it's, it's near where the old giant stadium used to be. It's there in the parking lot. Giant <laughs> mall, this American dream mall with like mm-hmm. an amusement park and there's a hockey rink and all this other stuff. The Riveters play there. There's all these different things. And then there's this massive eyesore right in the middle of it. It's the old Brendan Byrne Arena. With the old Continental Airlines. I have yes. said every time I've driven by it, I say, I don't understand why that building's still here. Tear it down. You're doing a disservice to the legacy of that building. Let it go where all buildings go, like Nassau Coliseum and mm-hmm. Key Arena and McNichols Arena. Like all these old buildings go away. Do you know? It's a soundstage. That, that building. What? It's a soundstage. It's a soundstage. It's a rehearsal set. They use that acts come like Taylor Swift and U2 and Bruce Springsteen and uh, like Lizzo and all these acts come there to rehearse. They rent it out. Yeah. And there's more. You know what else they use it for? They film TV they film, shows there. They film like Law and & Order and SVU and all these things. Like they awesome. film it. It's, it's awesome. It's literally a soundstage. That building is more profitable now than when yes. the Nets and Devils play there. Yes, because um, the uh, TV and film tax is lesser in New Jersey than it is in New York. That's so why can- uh, Netflix just bought Fort Monmouth. Yes. So you can film in, you know, they'll, they'll film in New Jersey and let's say they have like scenes that they have to do in the city. You're such in close proximity that you can do your outdoor scenes yeah. in the city, but you're doing the bulk of your filming on at the soundstage in New Jersey, not in New York. So you can make the that, that area is, that was yeah. the rink. You can make that yeah. anything. You can yeah. make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So they film. I think it's I actually think NBC owns the primary uh, uh, filming rights there or whatever, but yeah, they do a lot of shows there. That, that, um, yeah. that arena. I mean, I saw, I saw the devils win championships there. I got, I graduated in that arena. Did you really? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I, I want to go in it. I want to, I want to go in it and I want to film it. And I, I don't know. I don't have a video thing, <laughs> I, but I, I want to put it somewhere. I, I just, I, I think that is so cool that that building is used like it's almost like they should put a sign on the door don't worry we're busy yeah like, <laughs> yes or or like uh like the quick stop in kevin smith movies yes i assure, I assure you, you we're, we're open, open. <laughs> we're open <laughs> this portion of sports with friends is brought to you by uncommon goods it is officially the holiday season and i resisted until after thanksgiving i wasn't going to say a word about the holidays until after thanksgiving even though they started doing Christmas commercials in October. And now the hunt for the perfect gift. And everything between online and in stores is the battle. Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season to be stress-free. So check out their selection of thousands of items today. Here's a couple that I found and got from my relatives. The MLB Park Map Glasses. Each set of two whiskey glasses features a map of an iconic MLB stadium in the team's two main colors. I got one for a friend in Seattle, and I got one who's a Nationals fan. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. No matter what your family or friends are into, Uncommon Goods has the perfect gift. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, 
Uncommon Goods has something for everybody. And when you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. With every purchase that you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than two and a half million dollars to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash SWF for sports with friends. That's uncommongoods.com slash SWF for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Now back to the show. Steve Cohen. Uh, this 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 uh, Daddy Warbucks of the New York Mets, uh, he's the guy that they based the TV show Billions on, which I think is just funny. Um, which is funny because Axe tried to buy an NFL team. That's in right. The show, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I love that show. Uh, but um, he just spent, I think it's some like eight hundred million dollars with luxury tax and everything on a handful of players. Um, they said that. Uh, He's spending more money. Uh, his the Mets payroll will be more than uh, nine. He spent more money this offseason than nine teams' total payrolls combined. Yeah, it's the I, Mets. It, the Mets. It's the Mets' luxury tax payments are higher than I think nine teams' payrolls. And these That's what owners, is, yeah. like like you know, Pittsburgh and and Baltimore, like these teams that get that revenue sharing money. They don't put it into their product. No, it goes so into their pockets. It go it goes into their pockets. Yeah. So my my whole thing is, and I, this season I paid such little attention to baseball uh, this this year, and I I found it soothing. Um, but man, that is some spending disparity. Like yeah, that seems ridiculous. There needs there there needs to be a salary floor. Not a cap. There needs to be a salary floor so that each team is forced to spend a certain amount. It's it, it, it was embarrassing to look at the Oakland Athletics payroll last year. Yeah, and it's going to be embarrassed to look at some of these teams this year. You you have to have a salary floor. It's the only way. If you're not going to do a, a cap throughout the whole league, you have to do a floor. Yeah, it just seems kind of kind of ridiculous. I mean. I, I don't I don't know. And you know also baseball idea... baseball contracts are so ridiculous anyway because baseball contracts well, it's all guaranteed. I, yes. And well that's the that's one of the worst things about it. But baseball, unlike football, see I always say in football you get paid for what you're going to do. Right, so right. there's so there's an argument, well, Kyler Murray doesn't deserve this money, or this quarterback doesn't deserve this money. Well, it's because they get paid for what they're going to do. And it's always not who you are in the NFL, it's when you are. The next quarterback up that's due for that contract is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Just that's just how it works in the NFL. You get paid for what you're going to do. In Major League Baseball, you get paid for what you did. And so signing Aaron Judge to a, a deal that's going to pay him 40 something million dollars when he's 40 years old doesn't make sense, but you got to pay for the 62 home run season that he had last year. So you, you pay for what the player did before, not for what they're going to do, unless you're the Atlanta Braves, because they do it right. They pay all their young guys. They lock them up. The Braves will have Early, the same yeah. team for the next eight years. Did you watch the world cup? I did uh, not a, not like as much once the U.S. got eliminated. 
didn't really uh, watch a lot of it. I watched the final, which was one of the greatest games I've ever watched. Great. One of the greatest sporting events you've ever seen, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. And and I, I, I don't I hate everybody that comes out and says, how do you decide a world championship by penalties? And, and my response is, well, what's the alternative? How what? long? How long you want them to play? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your choice? Yeah. How long are you going to play? You know, we're into that being number, said, I don't like we're into our out. number 24 of this match as both teams are tied at 2 2. <laughs> I don't like I don't like uh, the shootout in hockey. I don't like that. Because um, here's here's what happens. In, ties in don't bother me. Yes. But here's what happens in soccer. If you don't have penalties, the teams will not try to score. Right. In, in and I'm 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 talking about at the end of regulation and at the end of extra time, they will not try to score. And I know that yes, it gets to a point now where they are not trying. Where it's like, hey, if there's only like you know three minutes left, let's let's sit back and let's make sure that we defend and we'll go to the the shootout. But teams don't want to go to the shootout, so they do press and they do try and score. If you just I don't know, my solution honestly would just be. I know they tried golden golden goal for a couple of years, you know, about a decade ago, and they thought that that would lead to teams, you know, trying to score in extra time. Like, hey, the next goal, it's sudden death, the next goal wins. But what it actually led to was more draws because teams were so afraid of conceding that game winning yeah. goal that they just defended the entire, you know, the yeah. entire time. <laughs> and, and I get that. Um, what I will say, you know, and I say this. Uh, I I know that the majority of the people who listen to this podcast are uh, in the, in the United States. um, But I have fully embraced and it's been two years running uh, the premier league. Um, Uh, Say it correctly. It's the premier league. Premier, 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 premier league. Um, I've watched every game uh, in two seasons. I watch Arsenal. Also, I know. What? Also, I know. Also, I know. I'm chanting. Oh, that's <laughs> the Arsenal uh, story is uh, my wife's family. She has uh, like first and second cousins who live in England and they are Arsenal season ticket holders. So if I was going to pick a team, I would pick a team like, you know, you how, how does how, how does somebody become a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? Well, the nine times out of ten, they say their dad was or their mom was or their grandfather was like, that's how you you inherit a team. So I inherited a team and they weren't that good last year, uh, but they're great this year. And I don't want to get into the whole politics of the whole thing, but the it's bullshit that the, the, the World Cup was in Qatar and it is bullshit that they had to move it to November. They yeah. broke up the the Premier League season yes. uh, for two months. And heading into uh, 2023, uh, hopefully they can rekindle the momentum. Uh, Arsenal had 10 players playing on five different countries, Mm. and one of their guys got hurt, and he's out for two months. And that's garbage. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, to me, uh, it's the same argument that I have about the uh, World Baseball Classic, I think is stupid. I, I hate all these tournaments. Um, I the hockey one I get into because I love hockey, but I wish that they didn't have to play it. I wish are they, they didn't doing, have to break are they, it. Are they are they doing There's a World some... Cup this year or next year, twenty twenty three? Are they doing a hockey World Cup? I do not think twenty twenty three. Yeah, <sighs> I do not think so. I think it's twenty twenty. Wish they were doing the world. I love the hockey World Cup, but yeah, you love it in the summer. I just yeah, well, I love it. Play in, it I love in the, yeah, play it in or, the summer, like yeah. not in the middle of the season. 
you know. Yeah, well, and, they would, they would, they, they did, they, did, I think they did it as like the preseason instead of the preseason. They did like the World Cup. See, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do the preseason either because yeah. you're you're getting ready for a season. I it's you can't, yeah. injuries happen in sports. What they and, should do is they should do it like the World Championships, which is it winds up being at the end of the NHL season, and then as players get eliminated from the NHL playoffs, they they join their country. So like it used to happen. Yeah, we've talked used, about that. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it used to happen with it, and it probably still does with the IIHF World Championships where. Um, you know, like Ovechkin and the Capitals would get eliminated, and like two days later, he's playing for Russia over in Helsinki. You know, like at the World Championships. So it, it, that's that's kind of how I wish it would go. But you know what? I I I love watching the World Juniors. So um, you know, it's kind of like getting a glimpse of what what your team has coming next. You know, through the pike, like you, you as a Devils fan will watch Jack Hughes' little brother play at the World Championships. Yeah, you know, yeah, for the watch, World Juniors. Yeah. For Team USA, and well, and, no, and... no, I'll watch, except it's only on NHL Network, and I have no access. To it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love having these like hockey conversations because, like, I've just been so into the NHL, but like, it, it's it's crazy um, the way that you know, like, hockey internationally has shifted, and um, when you think about it, like, who would be the goaltender for Team Russia? Would it be Shesterkin? Would it be Ilya Sorokin or would it be Andre Vasilevsky? Well, and, I would and, say this: Russia shouldn't be in it. Yeah, but like it's crazy how like the best goaltenders in the world used to be Canadian, or they used to be American. You well, know, Sweden but, and Finland, yeah, they all but, have good teams. But, and but now, but now, like the goal, the best goaltenders in the world are are Russian. Um, you know, the 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 best. Uh, the best defenseman in the world might, you know, might still be, you know, Canadian, but like the best wingers are European. It's like, it, it's, it's each, each country has their own like specialty now when it comes yeah. to hockey, which is, is really interesting. No, and, and the international game and, you know, to, to bring it back to that EA sports game, uh, they do the women's tournament now too. Yeah. Did you see when you uh, notice that you can't hit anybody in the women's game? No, I have not noticed that. I didn't like, play like you try to yeah. do a check and it like. They, but that's they, great. It's real. It's a little more realistic. But yeah. did you did you see where it was um, uh, last week where the U.S. women played actually here in Vegas you know, against uh, Canada in like a international match, and Amanda Kessel and Phil Kessel scored at the exact same time. Oh, that's awesome. So like like at like let's say it was seven forty five p.m. local time here in Vegas. Phil Kessel scored a goal for the Vegas Golden Knights and his sister, Amanda Kessel, scored a goal for Team USA at the exact same time of yes, night. I saw that. Unbelievable. I, saw that. Um, I will t uh, tell you also, Amanda Kessel is a veteran of Sports with Friends. She has been on episode 97. Wow. Episode 383. So... 300 it took it took almost 300, 300 episodes, episodes to bring her name up again <laughs> to bring her back uh yes amanda kessel was on sports with friends i love talking to her she was awesome uh she came on they were doing some kind of a, a, a thing for team usa and she was the ambassador of it and yeah we did a podcast with with her um that was uh episode 97 episode 99 was eli manning why wouldn't eli manning be episode 100 well it's very simple he said to me I had a shitty year. Let's do 99. <laughs> <laughs>
Scotty, uh, thank you as always uh, for doing this. Uh, like I said, we have this tradition uh, every year. Uh, your friendship has meant so much to me over the years. Ah, same here, brother. There's nothing I would rather do than end the year with this podcast uh, doing this. And like I said, I hope that people just realize that this could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours. If we didn't have lives and families and jobs and things like that, uh, we would literally just talk about this all, all day. Uh, we avoided all the superhero stuff. Yes, um, we'll save that for the Hall of Justice. Well, so so I thought about that. Um, <laughs> should we do two Jews hanging out on Christmas on Hall of Justice? We should. That could two, be a lot of fun. We, two Jews hanging out in the Hall of Justice. <laughs> Scotty, thanks, man. Anytime. Merry that Christmas. Scott, that is Scott Seidenberg. Uh, to all of you, who, whatever you're celebrated. Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is. Happy New Year. Be safe. Be healthy. And uh, we'll see you in 2023. We appreciate all the people who listen to the show. I love doing it, and that's the only way we can. Uh, make sure to leave a rating and a review, because that's how iTunes markets podcasts. We will see you next year, right here on Sports with Friends. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available you to see I'm about to go and then you'll know for me to stay I got to be me you'll never be in doubt that's what it's all about you can't take me for granted and smile Come on, please, I'm gone forget reaching my phone because I promise I'll be gone for a